Hey girl, hey! Welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, of the live daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. So here's the deal. On my radio show, we're like married up in there, okay? Yeah, like till death do us part. Or until you want a divorce. Totally up to you. But this podcast is where we date. Yes, you date me. You like, you get to know me. You try me on. You feel me out. And this is where I get to woo celebs, tastemakers, and influencers into falling in love with me. Anyone who knows me knows I'm like a professional social climber. And yeah, I wear that title like a badge of honor. But for real, my favorite part of being in the radio industry for 12 plus years is getting to meet interesting, inspiring, and exceptional people and getting them to talk about the pettiest things in the world. So if you love real talk with a touch of cattiness and a ton of laughers, then you're in the right place. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hey girl, hey, welcome back to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I almost forgot what the name of it was. You're going to have to bear with me this week because I am so sick it is beyond. And uh, because of that reason, I am actually doing this podcast alone. It's the first podcast I have done alone to date and uh, I'm slightly terrified. But yeah, I, I, I don't think it's fair to expose anybody to this mystery plague that I have literally had now for like over 10 days. And uh, also true story, I've been just too exhausted to like even book somebody and or record with somebody. So, but don't worry, I'm here with all my crazy sick thoughts. And oh boy, do I have so much to share with you. And yeah, today I'm just going to be like interviewing myself. But you know, when you're homesick for like uh, 10 days straight... You consume a lot of media. So I have lots of opinions on lots of things and a fever, which makes me delusional. And uh, I think the combination is actually going to be quite fabulous. First things first. Okay, so yeah, so I don't know what the hell I have. I am on day 10. I went last Friday. It's like a week ago. I went to urgent care and I have a male nurse and I am not going to shade male nurses um, because I, first of all, I love all nurses. You guys are heroes and I'm obsessed with Chow. Um, But this guy was weird. Okay. Like he was just a fucking weirdo. Um, not because he was a male nurse, just because he was a weirdo. And then the doctor that came in was like a double weirdo. He was like, um... He reminded me of a college art professor. And yes, I am insulting male college art professors. So I apologize to you if you are insulted. I just didn't feel like I was being taken seriously. You know what I'm saying? So I went in there with my girlfriend. She came with me because she's an angel. And when I walked in, I was like, can I bring my... I always like... And maybe this is like the most ridiculous thing in the world. But I'm always like, can I bring my friend with me? Um, Just because it's like... You say girl. I, actually, though, I have noticed if you just say girlfriend, people just assume you mean friend, whatever. Um, but he was just like giving me the heebie jeebs. You know that? I mean, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. We have that like female intuition where we're like, oh, you're kind of creepy. Like it looked like his mom just gave him a bowl cut. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you've seen Pen 15, but it, his haircut reminded me of um, one of the characters' haircuts in that show. And if you have not seen it, watch it. You will laugh your ass off. I know because I was coughing so hard that I pissed myself. But don't worry. We are getting to that in just a little bit. Anyway, so we go into this friggin' urgent care. And 
He's walking us back, and he's like, oh, you can bring your friend if you want to. It's up to you. It's private information. I'm like, okay. So we walk in. We sit down, and I'm, like, sweating bullets. You know, my fever's out of control. I'm, like, dying. And so he's like, symptoms, I'm explaining. And I'm like, I really think I have the flu. So he like, I'm just like, just swab me. So he swabs me. And I, I mean, I've really never had a flu swab before. But man, he was like all up in my nostrils. He was a, like aggressive. Kind of hurt me a little bit. Anyway, so, but I'm like, whatever, get it all. So, but he was like, he was being like sassy. He had like an attitude about him. I don't like it. I thought maybe they were just like rushing out of there. I mean, my dad's a doctor, so I get it. It's like, yeah, they're doctors and they're there to help you. But like at the end of the day, it's also a business. And like at the end of the work week on a Friday night, like everyone just wants to go home. So like I was like chalking it up to that. He leaves. He's like, I'll be back in 10 minutes. And we're like, mm, take your time. He comes back in with the doctor who is Albert Einstein. Um, looking, looking exclusively and he comes in and this guy if you thought male nurse had sass you ain't seen nothing till you meet doctor oh my god oh my god so he comes in and I had this shirt on that I wear all the time if you follow me on Instagram at Taylor Strucker you probably have seen it it is my it was the first flannel shirt I ever bought as a post-lesbian it was yeah I actually bought a couple flannel shirts when I was pre-lesbian and they were like size zero and a size two and they were from J Crew, and I would wear them with like floofy black skirts and like over the knee boots and like really like big statement necklaces so like it was like ironic um but this is like a flannel I got it at um Zara and it's like I like it it's red and green and navy if you go on my Instagram you will def see it if I wear it like in every Instagram story I do have two of them I'm not that disgusting but I'm still disgusting um anyway so I wear them all the time and one of them my favorite one because it's the bigger one which is the most bizarre thing ever so I have one that's a large and that one's like a little bit tight, but whatever. It's fine. Um, I'm hoping this flu gets me to my goal weight. And then that one can be my new favorite one. Um, but my current favorite one is an extra large. Fuck you. Don't judge me. And I, oh my God, I'm sweating so much. I'm like, my pit smell. I've, I've, I never have body odor. And I am like, who am I becoming? I feel like I am not even in my own body right now. Okay, so, sorry. Do you know, just... Patting the pit over here. Erica Jane patting the puss. I'm over here patting the pit. So I have this flannel on. It's an extra large. And for whatever fucking reason, this extra large flannel, ever since I bought it, it kept ripping straight down the back. And it's like big on me. It made me feel like really bad on myself. Meanwhile, the large one never ripped. Bizarre. I, 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 I simply can't. I bought one. I threw it away. I got, or I maybe even got it like fixed. Then I threw it away. And then I got a new one. Um, I, I was really committed to this fucking flannel shirt. Um, I, I thought it was so lesbian chic. Um, and I... Anyway. This shirt has an enormous rip down the back. Like I had it on when I was at home for Christmas with my family. And they were all like, you have a rip in your shirt. And I'm like, I fucking know, homies. Leave me alone. So it's like, obviously, I can feel that wind back there. It's the biggest hole in the world. So I'm wearing this shirt to go to urgent care. 
So the doctor comes in and he's like, well, what's with this shirt? And I'm like, well, this game, like I hate when men, and I'm going to, I'm going to take a leap of faith and I'm going to say that he was straight um, because gay men act so much better than this. Only straight men act bizarro sometimes. Not all straight men. I'm not trying to hate on straight men, but you know the nerdo, aki straight men I'm talking about. Like, only they act, like, so strange. And when they talk about female fashion, it makes me crazy. It's, like, one of my pet peeves, actually. Like, it, on the face of the planet. And for whatever reason, I am a fucking magnet to men always wanting, like, super straight men, gay or straight, my whole life always, when I say gay or straight, I mean me gay or straight, um, my whole life always wanted to talk about my choice of clothing, um, I remember one time, like when I first moved to New York City and I was in college, I was doing an internship at MTV. I was walking down the street in God, I admit, white pleather mules from Payless. I cannot believe my mom allowed me to wear those in New York City. Anyway, I digress. But like, I was like, you know, I styled them up, I zhuzhed them up. With my fucking Talbot stress. And um, anyway, I must. Um, I was young. When you're young, you're fucking cute. Doesn't matter. So uh, I remember I was walking to the subway and this guy was like, oh my God, I love your shoes. But the way he said it, I was like, oh, gay, safe, love you, thank you. You know, it's like th- that shit's fine. But like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm a little less now bold in my fashion choices because like I've gained weight and um, there's something that happens when you become lesbian or at least it happened to me. And my girlfriend and I talk about this all the time so I know it's not just me. But like you become overly concerned with like do I look like too much like a lesbian? Um, and, and that's our concern. There's other lesbians that like want to look like you know masculine or androgynous and that is cool for them. But my tailor and I are not that way. We are just like, we're paranoid freaks about it. Like, we will always look at each other and be like, does this like, look too lesbian Does this look too lesbian Um, But the irony was before I got, well, before I met my tailor and I was married to a man, I was the queen of androgynous clothes. Like, suit like men's suit jackets and like weird hair and pants and I prided myself on being like a man repeller like men hated my clothing straight men and I fucking loved it and then you know man repeller popped up on the scene and I was like she's my queen but yeah men have always wanted to talk about my clothes and yes like I'm saying I made bold choices so I understand that like when you're wearing like a men's blazer and then like a bra and then like a harem pants and then like a fab shoe and then like a fedora you're gonna get you know comments and stuff but my god like men are just always commenting on the shit that I'm wearing and even like like that kind of stuff it's like when I go out and like you know a stupid crazy outfit like yeah okay I'm I, I expect like guys to say dumb shit but like when I go out and like, I remember one time, Tay and I went down to this barbecue bash, okay? We were with like the broiest broy guys. And we go down there, it's called Memphis in May. Hey doll, we're just taking a quick break to talk about one of our new sponsors, Scentbird. I love Scentbird. So for me, there's no greater feeling than someone, whether it's like a stranger or a friend, coming up to me and like, oh my God, you smell amazing. What are you wearing? I need it in my life. Sadly, that hasn't happened to me recently because I haven't really been trying scents a lot lately for a few reasons. 
Uh, I get migraines if I smell too many of them, like at the department store. So that's just like not a fun activity. Also, I find that like you can't spray more than once and like get a real feel for it. So like you're either covered in like 15 different scents and you smell cray cray or you don't really get like a real sense of the smell on your skin. And quite frankly, perfumes and colognes are way too expensive to buy the whole bottle only to get home and find out like, ugh, I don't even like this. That's like, that's the worst feeling in the world. But thanks to Scentbird, I can get my fragrance groove back because it's a monthly subscription and you get to try all these different scents for a fraction of the price. So Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfume and colognes and it's a great way to discover new perfumes and colognes without buying an entire bottle. Hello, exactly what I was looking for my whole life. They have more than 450 designer brands for you to choose from. Prada, Versace, Dolce & Gabbana, Gucci, and my personal favorite, Tom Ford. So thanks to Scentbird, I was able able to fall in love with Tom Ford. So Black Orchid is the fragrance that I tested out. And quite frankly, I would have never bought the whole bottle. It's really expensive. But I heard a lot of really good things about it. And I actually smelled a girl. She was in like, I think I was at a bagel place near my house. And if you can smell better than the bagels in the bagel store, girl, you got something going on. So I asked her what it was. She said Black Orchid. I checked out the Tom Ford and I'm like, forget it. Tom Ford's too expensive. But thanks to Scentbird, I was able to, for my month, try out Tom Ford Black Orchid and I love it. A one little spray goes a long way just like heads up about that. It's definitely strong but it's like very it's spicy and dark and sexy and seductive and it's I really use it as like a special occasion fragrance. I have an everyday but this is like my special occasion like rrr, sexy time fragrance and like I said I would have never found it if it wasn't for Scentbird. Scentbird is like fragrance dating and my favorite thing is you choose a perfume that you want to try for that month. They send you a 30 day supply. You get a vial that has like a 120 sprays and I'm telling you it's like literally enough to apply more than four times daily for a month so it's even more than you need date your fragrances baby you don't have to commit it's so crazy I can't believe they didn't think of the sooner anyway right now we have an exclusive offer just for our listeners you can get 50% off your first month today that's only $7.50 to try your first fragrance go to scentbird.com slash taylor and use my code taylor for 50% off your first month again that's S-C-E-N-T-Bird.com slash Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just $7.50. Ladies, peoples, sign on and smell amazing. And now, back to the podcast. It's hot as shit. So I'm like, I just got to wear whatever is like cool, but also cute. I was going to be filming down there and like covering it for my job at Sirius. So like I had to be on camera. So I want to look like cute, but I also wanted to look whatever appropriate. I packed like a black dress. I packed a pair of white jeans and like a couple of t-shirts. And that was what it was. Because I thought like dark jeans would just be too freaking hot. And I I don't wear shorts. Okay. So <laughs> that's not happening. And I remember the first day I got there and I came in my white jeans. And like all the guys were like, whoa, white jeans. And I'm like. Okay, I'm not doing the barbecue, guys. Like, I'm just over here hanging out. Like, I think I'll be fine with my white wine spritzer, like, away from the pig that you're roasting. Thank you very much. So, I, like, I, I chalked it up to him, like, whatever. White's bold at a barbecue place. I get it. Blah, blah, blah. So, the next day, I wear my black maxi dress. Like, totally innocuous. It's a black dress. 
and one of the fucking guys came up to me again and he was like whoa black dress and i was like i mean this is getting fucking ridiculous i honestly don't know what it is with men when and and maybe it's not specifically me please write in the comment section below if this happens to you it's the most bizarre thing it's like are they looking for a reason to talk to me or do i look like hella crazy i honestly i'm starting now that i'm thinking about it i'm starting to actually develop a huge insecurity over it maybe i suck at dressing (gasps) And all these years, I thought it was good. Oh, now I'm having a true existential crisis. Okay. So, yeah. So, we go to this friggin' urgent care in my ripped lesbian flannel shirt. And he walks in. He's like, whoa, what's going on in the back? And I was like, oh, bro. It's just like ripped. It's my PJs. I'm sick. I'm here. I got out of bed. It is what it is. And I was like, easy access. Ha ha. Like, he can put a stethoscope right on my back, right? Which he didn't even use, which I thought was very weird. Um, And he was like, no, I think it's cool. We should start a new fashion trend. I'm like, sir, are we trying to pitch ideas to go on fucking Shark Tank together? Tell me what the fuck I have. I want to go home. Give me my Tammy flu and let me be on my merry way. Anyway, this clown sorry i know he's a doctor so that's not very respectful i highly doubt he's listening to this right now but if he is i really apologize and i do respect you um even though you didn't fucking diagnose me so fuck you um but he was like yeah i got he's like i got i got nothing i got nothing and i was like uh okay like you want to run blood work and he was like well not really and he was like i mean sometimes like the swabs can come back uh, false negative and like maybe that's the case you can come back if you still feel sick and like maybe then it'll be like you know it will be the flu but in that case it's too late for Tammy flu and it's just gonna have to run its course anyway so what's the point and I was like okay so have you had other cases of this because like how long are people saying it lasts because I feel like I'm going to die and he said oh I like so many cases of this just so many and I was like, okay, so I have the flu and it's a false negative or positive or whatever the hell the term is. And it is what it is, right? And he was like, yeah. And he goes, are you sure? I'm like, this guy, are you sure you don't have any other diseases? Like I'm hiding something from him. And I'm like, you know what, dude? I forgot to tell you. Like great bedside manner, mustache. God, he was driving me nuts. It doesn't even stop there. It doesn't. And I'm like, I don't think so. But again, I'm at the doctor. So if you would like to run tests, that would be wonderful, like blood work. Or if you want to give me an x-ray. I don't know. I am the patient. You are the doctor. What do you think it could be if it's not the flu? And then he goes like this to me. Hmm. Do you use drugs? And I go, what? And he goes, yeah, drugs. And I looked at him and I go, not in a while, like a really long while, (laughs) like many, many, many years. And he was like, hmm. And I said, but I do drink. Like I was thinking like, maybe I'm going through alcohol withdrawal. Honestly, at this point, I'm like, tell me anything that makes sense of like my current state of like fever. Because I mean, you guys, there was a point last week where I was at 104.5 and I was like seeing Jesus in the trees. And 
he looked at me and he goes, no, I know, but like, do you use drugs with needles? And I'm like, dude, don't you think that would fall under the umbrella of drugs? That's like king drug, okay? Anything with a needle. Anyway, I mean, I guess there is like a massive epidemic opioid issue in the country, which I'm totally, I get, I understand. I like watch lots of documentaries, especially now that I'm sick on it. Uh, And it is a real problem and it is not a joke. So I guess maybe he's, I don't know, legally bound to like ask that if he can't diagnose somebody. But I don't know. I just felt like a little bit, felt a little judged by him. I was like, look at my arms. I don't have track marks. Look between my toes. He's all like, why do you know about the toes thing? And I'm like, because I watch fucking Sopranos. And that's where Christopher used to fucking shoot up. Everything I know about drugs, I know from the fucking Sopranos. Hey, guys, just a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Away. I mean, I couldn't be more proud of myself that Away is sponsoring this podcast because I bow down to the brand that is Away. They're so freaking awesome. So Away, if you didn't know, it's a luggage company and they use super high quality materials but offer a much lower price compared to other brands because they cut out the middleman and they sell directly to you. They are geniuses and we need their minds. I also love their bags because they're super durable and they're also super lightweight and they're just friggin' amazing. So they have a variety of colors and four sizes. They have the carry on the bigger carry-on the medium or the large I like the carry-ons I have the carry-on and the bigger carry-on because I don't like to check my luggage but that's just like my thing and gorgeous colors I have one in navy and one in green and they're just like beautiful I love away for many reasons I'm going to just give you a handful of them their carry-on sizes are compliant with all major U.S. airlines and they fit so much stuff it's like Mary Poppins bag it's like how did you fit all that in there Uh, also I'm going to sound like a super nerd but I really mean this genuinely it has a really smooth glide to it don't make fun of me so I was you know married uh and we were rich and so we always had like the highest like luxury luggage and I'm telling you I still have a couple of those bags from you know the divorce whatever a 50 50 right um and I much prefer the away bag to any of those like super expensive brands and a lot of it has to do with the fact that like the glide the 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 traveling of it is so much better and that's because they have four 360 degree spinners I'm telling you traveling with an away bag it's like next level travel experience you're not like dragging a bag behind you you're like pushing it like next to you as if you're like equals and then I love the removable washable laundry bag that keeps dirty clothes separate from clean clothes because like I'm obsessed with my clothes and I just it's just a thing I have and it's like oh wait are you in my brain or what because I've never seen that before with a bag they like think of all the details and speaking of which it has a friggin charger in it girl hello so the company was actually founded by two friends from New York who found themselves at JFK oh what an airport with dead phones delayed flights and then they thought oh my god ding 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 luggage with power thus the away carry-on was born and I'm telling you That charger has saved my ass so many times. So there was one time my phone was super dead when I got to the airport. I was freaking out. I had like 20% left. And I was looking for, like, I wanted to have a drink and get some food. But, like, there was no outlets at the restaurant. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm going to have to, like, leave this restaurant or, like, find an outlet in the restaurant. This is a pain in my ass. And then I was like, wait a second. (gasps) 
my bag is a charger. So uh, saved my butt then. And it was so amazing. And also, I have been known more than once to pull out my luggage when I'm on the train. My parents live in Boston, so I take the train from New York to Boston all the time. I always have to be in an aisle seat, so I have to like plug in over a stranger. Super awkward, but not with my away bag. I just pull my bag down and I plug my tablet into my actual bag. My tablet's like on its last leg, so it's always dying, so it has to always be plugged in, which is super crazy. But with the away bag, it's so easy. I'm telling you, geniuses. And both sizes of carry-on are actually able to charge all cell phones, tablets, e-readers, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord. And guess what? A single charge of the away carry-on, like battery, will charge your phone five times. Hello! Amazing. And as if that wasn't good enough, lifetime warranty, if anything breaks, they'll fix it or replace it for life. A 100-day trial, live with it, vibe with it, travel with it. And if at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund, no questions asked, and free shipping on any away order within the lower 48 states. Hello, what are you waiting for? Join the club. And right now, we're going to hook you up. So for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash TOT and use promo code TOT during checkout out again for $20 off a suitcase visit awaytravel.com slash t-o-t and use promo code t-o-t during checkout and now back to the podcast anyway so that's uh that's been basically my life the last week and here we are just hanging out um so I wanted to share this little tidbit with you I want to talk about one of my new favorite shows on Bravo in just a little bit because it's so fucking good but it also brought up like something to me that I was I got so heated about that's why I'm sweating so much um but I we'll get to that in a little bit but first things first I just wanted to share with you guys that I am currently wearing a makeshift diaper so this lovely disease I have crazy temperatures crazy fevers super high chills sweat through the sheets every single night it's like we're doing laundry constantly um what else is there headaches um nausea this probably doesn't make sense but like i'm foaming like i gag and it's not barf it's just like like a like a fucking foam party comes out of my mouth it's very bizarre this is the most bizarre thing i've ever had anyway but there's no like <coughs> as i was gonna say there's no cough like there's no like pneumonia or bronchitis but there is this like little tiny cough it's kind of like post nasal drip cough but it's just like this like little like wimpy pussy of a cough like it's not like a fucking cool badass like mucusy like like yeah it's just shit cough it's like um it's like a (coughs) cough that does absolutely nothing but it is ever present it started like i don't know maybe halfway through all these shenanigans and it is the bane of my this is now the true bane of my existence and I'm gonna tell you why number one it's the number one thing now preventing me from being able to sleep through the night so fuck you cough and number two over like the last I'm gonna say three days um this cough of mine this little cough of mine this cough Every fucking time I cough, every time, which is a lot every single day, just a little, unless I really hold my vagina super tight together, a little tiny bit of pee squeaks out or God forbid, 
and yes, it's happened, it's like pee. So now not only am I sick and like miserable, but now I am pissing myself. So I am now onto the stage of this disease where I am wearing a makeshift adult diaper. So I am not yet at the phase of my this disease in my life where I can in any good consciousness go by uh, a depends, which for those of you who don't know are adult diapers. I mean, Lisa Rinna did endorse them and I just love the woman, but she got paid like a million dollars for that. And I certainly, I would be paying for them. Um, and I have like a neighborhood drugstore that I go to. I can't be buying depends I'm a 36 year old woman what is wrong with my vagina this is the thing too like I yeah I had sex with men for like the majority of my life but like I mean let's get real I did not have that many partners and once I got them to be my boyfriends do you think I was having sex with them the answer is fuck no so this vagina is not all stretched out and stuff. I have not had a baby. I mean, listen, I understand that like ladies hoo-hahs get a little weak and stretched out as time goes on. And I know that 36 is not a spring chicken. But I'm going to tell you, I feel like I'm too young for my vagina to be acting like this right now. I'm very upset. And I want my money back. I'm pissed off Pun intended. I'm sitting here debating if I'm going to text my girlfriend to go buy Depends. This is the thing that's embarrassing is when you're in a same-sex relationship, the embarrassing thing you're buying could apply to either one of you. So it's equally as embarrassing to buy it, even though you know it's not for you. Whereas like if a man was buying Depends, it's like pretty clear it's for his wife. So I don't think she's going to do that for me. I mean, she loves me so much, but like everybody has their boundaries. When was the last time I had fucking pads in my house? Like I did grow up in a pad house. My mom convinced me that tampons were basically like it was like, well, if you can get a tampon in there, then you must have. And it was like, ah, let a boy put his finger in there, had a pee pee in there. So I I'm like we were we were a maxi pad family for a long time and the second I was in college and on my own I was free the second I had my fucking license I was like I'm getting those tampons scariest thing in the world is putting a tampon in for the first time you feel like such a virgin hey hun it's time to just take a quick break to talk about one of our new sponsors rough is oh yeah you want to listen are you ready to try on the most comfortable flat you've ever worn that you can wear all day, every day for any occasion. No, seriously, you're never going to want to take them off. Rothy's, it's the everyday flat for life on the go. It's stylish, classic, comfortable, and comes in four fashionable styles. The flat, the point, that's my personal favorite, the loafer, and the sneaker for women and girls. And guess what? They're royal approved. You heard. Meghan Markle slipped on her Rothy's on a recent Australian tour with Prince Harry, and they've been flying off the shelves ever since. It's going to blow your mind because they're actually made from recycled plastic water bottles. They're also the softest shoe you'll ever put on your feet. So not only do they feel good, but you can feel good about wearing them. And this is a major bonus. They're a machine, a washable. Yeah, let's face it. Feet sweat and when they sweat, they stank and they need a good wash. So that for me, I mean, girl, 
I can't tell you how many pairs of shoes I have to throw because I smell bad. Don't judge me. Anyway, I love my Rothy's and I know you will too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for my listeners. Just use code Taylor to get free shipping with no minimum. So yes, that's free shipping and free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoe. You're not going to want to return them, but I like having that option there. Just go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com and enter code Taylor to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. It's a no-brainer. The shoes are comfortable, they're stylish, they're sustainable, and free shipping. Go get yourself a pair today, rothys.com, promo code Taylor. Get this deal while it lasts. And now, back to the podcast. But I have loathed pads for a very long time, and so we don't have any pads in our house. Luckily, I have worked with a company on this podcast. Seriously, I'm not, this is free. They are not paying me. They're called Sustain, and they sent me like, pads well they sent me tampons thank god that's that stuff was great but they sent me like panty liners and i'm like panty liners and my girlfriend was like ah, you know what like a panty liner from time to time so whatever she like like made me keep them thank god so right now here's my makeshift diaper want to hear it this is where this is the current state of my life okay for the weekend i'm having a real ball of a time I better get so fucking skinny from this thing. Okay, so I have two panty liners, one at the very top of the underpants, because, you know, sometimes your pee shoots up, and the, and then, like, at the butt of it, because, you know, that pee will, she'll slip right on back. And then, and, and that's my underpants, and then I put on sweatpants, but then I double up panty lined the sweatpants. Yeah! And I'm on top of a towel, third chain of command so yeah that's got to be some powerful tinkling if i'm going to be getting through to the sheet and the mattress so i am confidently podcasting from inside my bed right now and uh if i if i tinks well guess what i tinks but um i think i actually might have to go get some fucking depends in a little bit and that is a sad truth to my 36-year-old life. Okay, let me talk about this new show that I am fucking obsessed with. It is called, it's on Bravo, duh. Why would it be on anything else? It's called Mexican Dynasties. And it is, it's, it deserves some attention. It's about three wealthy Mexican families in Mexico City. It is a little, um, it's, it's like they speak English and they also do subtitles, but it's, it's not super hard to follow. I mean, not, I, like, I can read, Avi, but subtitles are sometimes you're like, ugh, am I really, like, really feeling this? They cut it up in a way that's like, it, it, it makes it really super easy. Um, I actually remember that Netflix, I think, tried to do a show about like cool hot singles in Mexico City and it was just like the lamest um so I was really hesitant to give this a try but uh last week I had Danny Pellegrino on and he was like girl give it a shot and so I did thank you Danny for saving me during my time of boredom and tinkling myself I mean, tinkling my diaper, okay? I'm not disgusting. It's it's pure gold. So I highly recommend it. I'm not going to ruin it. But there is one storyline I really desperately want to talk about because this is something that I think that we need to address as a culture, Mexican and American. It is the television show, The Voice, or in Mexico, I'm going to fuck this up. 
Lavoce. Is it Lavoce? Lav- I, I, I took Latin in uh, high school. My dad told me it would help me on my SATs. He lied. It did not. And now I can't fucking speak any other language. Barely. I can barely speak English. So that was great. I can um I can say half the f- our father in Latin. So that's super helpful in life. Okay, so I was like never really a fan of American Idol, which I know sounds crazy, but I suffer from super bad bathos, which is like secondhand anxiety. So when people are, and also I grew up with an uncle who's a casting director, and so I used to literally sit in on castings like American Idol, and sometimes people would come in, you guys, and they were so bad, and it was like so embarrassing for them, like you knew they were trying so hard and they wanted it so bad and it was like their total dream and you knew that they sucked so hard and you felt for them but you also wanted to laugh at them. And I'm not saying this in a mean way. I'm saying it in like your visceral reaction is to laugh in their fucking faces. So I I can't tell you how many times I was casting with my uncle and I'd have to leave the room and like just say like, well, I'm going to barf because I had to go in the bathroom and hysterically laugh because people were so bad and it was so bathos and I was so comfortable for them so anyway that's what American Idol represents to me so that's why I couldn't watch that and like I just felt it was mean-spirited and like also when I grew up I like the movie Dumbo like was super triggering for me and like anytime people are laughing at somebody like that but the person doesn't want them to be laughed at it like makes me like super duper sad it's it's like the Dumbo effect I can't explain it it's just a thing just accept it I am who I am love me as me Um, I never really liked American Idol, but when The Voice came on, I was like, what is this phenomenal show? So I am a watcher of The Voice. I mean, I never like make it all through the season because I'm a quitter. Um, My parents signed me up for horseback riding, quit that. Uh, My mom bought me all this fucking hockey fucking equipment. One practice, quit that. I'm a quitter. What can I say? The Voice, we never really quite make it through, but like when... My girlfriend and I watch it. We like sob and we are so enthralled. And I love the judges and that and the talent is just like so epic and amazing and all these great things. Um, and so one of the characters on Mexican Dynasty, he's a douchebag. He has been asked to be a contestant on the Mexican version of The Voice, which is called La Voce or La Voce. La Voce. I am sorry. I am butchering it. Basically, the first couple episodes, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to go on. I'm going to be so famous. And him and his brother have, like, some sibling rivalry, so it's, like, kind of weird. But then his dad, who's actually, like, some, like, big-time Mexico heartthrob actor, singer, is, you know, who he, of course, like, lives with. He based, and, and so his parents, like, manage his career. So his dad's like, oh, this contract's, like, 45 pages long. And we had our lawyers look at it, and it's, like, actually really bad for you. And he's like, what? And they're basically like, so with The Voice, if you are a singer-songwriter in in this contract, it's just like a contract that they give to like everybody, just like a one fell swoop contract across the board. But the contract is like really involved and kind of fucking bullshit. So they like really break down the contract on this show, Mexican Dynasties, and my brain is exploding. And I was like, this is an outrage and we have to start boycotting the voice. So basically, let me tell you what's going on with this contract. So it says 
So if, if, if basically, if you like, if you're the karaoke queen and you haven't written a song for shit like ever, it's like, fine, fuck it, whatever. Like you're going to work with producers and they're going to write for you. And like, so basically, you know, you'll make, I guess, money through that way. There's a big question mark over that, by the way. I haven't even worked that one out. I've been thinking a lot about this. But let's say you are a singer-songwriter, which a lot of the people that go in The Voice are. The Voice's contract says that any work that you've done prior to the show, during the show, or original work, and after the show, I think it's for up to 10 years, they own. Are you fucking kidding me I am beyond outraged over this as somebody who has been in this business for a really long time and you know I worked for Sirius for 12 plus years and I am grateful for them they gave me my start I would have never even been in radio if it wasn't for them so bless and thank you firing me hurt my feelings but I am over it it is okay but the thing is is like yeah of course that was their content and you know it is what it is because that's where I worked, but I could still go out and work afterwards and then like create my own content. Like imagine if Sirius said, and after you leave Sirius, we own the next 10 years of everything you do. That doesn't even fucking make sense. I am like so outraged. Like who wrote this contract? The devil, Richard Gere in primal fear. This is insane. I am outraged. Like the fact that there hasn't been, I don't know, like, uh, a New York Times, I'm trying to think of really smart publications, a New York Times article or like a Daily Mail article, any article written about this and like how they basically rob all these young, hungry, talented people. I bet half these people, they can't afford lawyers. They don't know what the fuck they're signing and they're getting totally screwed. Like, how does it benefit the voice? Like, does the voice really make the nut of their money off of like somebody's catalog of work, their breadth of work? from the time they're born to like 10 years after they were on The Voice. Like, hello fucking greedy. I don't even understand that. Like, there's no way Shark Tank has that same bullshit deal. I just feel like it's like, it. that's just like greed at its most disgusting and obvious. I'm like, I just don't even understand when anybody goes on The Voice. If you were an actual singer-songwriter, why would you ever want to go on The Voice? And then I remembered something. And then I got even more angry. I actually knew somebody, okay, a long time ago when I was working at Cosmo Radio, and he was an aspiring singer-songwriter. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to get him in trouble, but he was so talented. He wrote a song that um, got some radio play on the radio station that I was on. I'm not going to say which show, Um, and it was like, it was like, soul shattering it was so good his voice was so full and he played a piano and he wrote so like epically and then him and I like became really close friends and I was going through this like really part bad time in my marriage and he wrote me like the nicest like uplifting song and it was all about like believe in yourself and like break apart from anyone who's trying to tear you down and it was like it wasn't a love song it sounded like a love song and sometimes when I would be like really sad I was like it's a love song because it just like whatever it was like the sad fantasy in my head in my terrible marriage um anyway I digress but um yeah it was he was just so fucking talented and then he got on the voice and I actually 
haven't heard from him in a really long time. And I don't think he is playing music anymore, and which is such a sin because he's so fucking talented. And I'm going to have to go out on a limb. This is just a conspiracy theory, but I'm going to say the voice fucking ruined it for him. Because why the hell would you continue to work on something, your music, your craft, when the vo- you go on the voice? Oh, also, he didn't even make it onto the fucking TV show. Like... He was on, like, in the preliminaries, and he got cut before his face even made it to TV. And they still own the, your breadth of work from before, during, and after. What the hell? I am furious. And I just tinkled. That's really all I have to say about that. Did you enjoy this taste of me? Want more? Then go to taylorstrecker.com and sign up for my daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. And listen live or on demand.